on this episode of the AIE Podcast. The Burning Crusade approaches, this time, classically. Double XP is strong with the Force. May the 4th. Not just for Star Wars anymore. Uh -huh. Get your Guild Wars 2 on your calendar. And we are talking with ourselves and to ourselves tonight. Let's see how many words we messed up tonight. All that and more coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 366 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Octa-esque gaming community. The pie. The pie. Wow. <laughs> the pie has been podcast. That's it. Game on. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done here. We're recording that because that's about appropriate. <laughs> the die has been podcast. I am McCullough and I cannot talk. <laughs> to my left, downstairs, and over a little bit is Tetsumi. I am buried in spreadsheets and loving it. And to our right and two st states over is Mewcow. Greetings, guildies. I'm buried in games. Oh, excellent. It. Yep. Excellent. Well, that is kind of what you do. Uh, we are guestless this week, uh, but we're going to let you know what's going on in all the games that AIE plays in. And I think Tet has a topic of the re week, which might result in a rant of the week, knowing these guys. So uh, welcome, yeah. my Beloved co-host. <laughs> How are you doing? And, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's May in Phoenix. Um uh, so I'll, I'll I'll see the sun again in October is the next time I plan to go outside during the day. Right. <laughs> sounds like you need to go subterranean. Yes. That sounds delightful. <laughs> well, no, I mean I do go outside like go grocery shopping and stuff, but that really is with a hat or sunglasses and a parasol and you know. I yeah, don't like I mean, that. I mean it's Oof. you know yeah. Yeah. I mean we're eighty four and humid. Right. Yeah, that's, See, that's, that's the difference. Yeah. That's even grosser. Yeah, especially after yesterday, we had a solid day of solid rain. So, I, heard, oh, I heard, yeah. The backyard was a swimming pool. Oh. Yeah. See, it's 90 degrees and 9% humidity. So That's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. 90 degrees. <laughs> so the sun will kill you. Yes. But you're it, not going to sweat to death beforehand. No. Yeah. You'll just dehydrate from sweating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Because we sweating actually does something here as opposed to. Yeah. Right. As it's just adding to the soup. <laughs> Which is why I was very upset with myself when I got to the mountain at 530 this morning or like 520 this morning because that was way too it got way too light, way too quick. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and chat about what we've been doing in and out of games. There's going to be a rant a little while, but first, let's go, let's go over this week's news before we get into all the fun. AIE News. All right. First up is community news, and we have your mandatory fun night schedule, where the fun is mandatory. But attendance is not. Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern is WoW Classic. Sunday in 24 minutes is STO. Um, that's also 8.30 p.m. Eastern for those not currently watching us. Um, on Monday, we have Guild Wars 2 at 9.30 Eastern. 
Tuesday, Zotor at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock max time. Tuesday, Final Fantasy fourteen casual rating at 9.30 Eastern. Final Fantasy is back again on Wednesday at 9.30, or sorry, 9 o'clock Eastern for their fun nights. And Thursday, uh, Final Fantasy progression rating at 9.30 Eastern. Friday brings you ESO at 9 p.m. Eastern. We also have Final Fantasy Late Night Fun Night at 11 Eastern. Saturday is Lotro at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Saturday is also Final Fantasy Map Night at 9.30 Eastern. And we end the end the gaming week with New Braid on Saturday at 11 p.m. Eastern. Exactly. And in streaming and guild podcast news, Working Class Nerds, Episode 103, 12 Hours of Hype! Kogas and Nick interview Marcus about his 12-hour stream. They all chat about trials and tribulations of streaming for that long a time period. You can find Kogas at twitch.tv slash Kogas, followed by an underscore. And for those that missed the 12-hour stream, it was on April 24th from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. It's his one-year stream anniversary. They did story for a few hours and then had operations for the rest of the night with all their friends. It was truly amazing. Albus. AIE uh, member won the Jedi Revan outfit and lots of giveaways were given. And in episode 104, Change of Plans, Marcus and Nick are joined by two epic guests, Serp and Chimeri. This episode goes deep into Serp and Serp's journey to start streaming on Twitch, how he made partner, and eventually started not one, but two stream teams. You can find more of Serp at twitch.tv slash Serp. Uh, what is that? Serpent ZN. And you can find more about Chimeri at twitch.tv slash the Chimeri. And in Escape Podcast news, Escape Podcast 378, Vet Mode Tactics. This this week, they continued their series on what it takes to get into veteran mode content with talk of light tactics and differences with story mode fights. And in episode 379, they talk about 6.3, The Descent is decent. 6.3 is here already, and I bet you didn't see this coming in, no, Max. I can't do the voice acting. It was amazing, though. You have to listen to the show just for that drop-in. Um, the the voice actor, I, I don't know what they did for her, but that must have been... I wish they would film when they're doing the voice acting, because I wanted to see her doing that voice line. It's just so angry and so... Uh, it must have been amazing. Over in Nomad's news, in Valheim in particular, another possible boss night on Wednesday night coming up in the next week or two. And for those that are into board gaming, board game night is coming up on May 6th. Look forward to that. Uh, don't forget to take a look at the Nomad section of Discord to keep up to date on these events and other shenanigans. All right, in WoW news, WoW met the goal to unlock uh, bananas and Daisy. You have to get them from, um, you have to get them. They are free from the shop via the Battle.net launcher. They do not automatically appear in your collections in-game. To wear Daisy as a backpack, you have to target your Daisy pet after summoning and type slash beckon for it to work. Once Daisy's riding on your back, you can summon another battle pet to tag along with your adventures. Patch 9 pot. 9.1 9.1 PTR continues, and there are several interviews with Lawn H this week going over Ian. the details. Oh my God. It's okay. See, it's stupid. Are, no, it's bad. Ariel. It's the font. 
An uppercase oh. I looks like yeah, I'm like, well, a lowercase I. Yeah, I'm like, Ian. Ian Hazakoskas, thank you. All yep. right. Thank you. Um, wow, classic. Uh, the Burning Crusades pre-patch is coming soon, and BC will be following up four to f- six weeks later. Uh, many new players are coming to participate in the best two WoW expansions of all time, uh, BC and Wrath. So come and join the fun. And in SOTOR news, a content patch dropped this week, bringing a new flashpoint, a new story beat, and the beginning of a new PvP season. But above all that, it brought a new system called Galactic Seasons. Daily and weekly objectives award points, currency, and rewards. You can spend the currency along the way or save it up for the big prize of a new stronghold on the fleet. This season is called The Stranger from Kabundai and starts out with a new companion named Artur Zon. Zok Adon. It's similar to a battle pass type system in other games, so you can buy progress as well. But wait, there's more. Double XP returns starting May 4th and continues until May 18th. And is is and is and as is the tradition, there will be a new astromech in the mail for everyone. Uh no matter where we go from MFN this Tuesday night, XP is sure to rain down. And the uh Battle pet, or the battle pet, wow. The um, Astromech uh, is probably going to be themed after the Bad Batch, which also starts on May 4th on Disney+. Plus. And last but not least, join us this Friday for Master Mode Flashpoints with Meilung. This will be on the Imperial side, and we'll target those Flashpoints that are required for the Aerotech Ice mission. Over in Final Fantasy XIV, uh, the Thursday event heading to the Fields of Ajja is on our break until the next area is released in patch 5.55. <laughs> and the digital fan fest that everyone's looking forward to is on Friday, May 14th. Stream for free and we'll reveal more about the next expansion, Endwalker, which releases sometime this year. Probably sometime at the end of fall, I'm guessing. Yep. Uh, this will include the reveal for the new Melee class, which everyone thinks is Reaver. So definitely with the next show, we'll have a, have you do oh, yeah. a good summary of what we found out with that. With so, that. Yeah, yeah is, that'll, be, that'll be a lot of fun. Is the live stream going to be in Japanese and then translated or just Japanese and then you have to find a YouTube translation of it? Both. Depends on what they're doing. Okay. Um, like the, the, the bigger events will probably have someone translating or they'll even just do a little bit of English themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any of the panels, um, if they are in Japanese, there's usually um, there's Twitchers, there's YouTubers, there's uh, even Reddit will have like a live translation. Awesome. Like someone will be typing it up kind of like how they do like, you know, big events like the Mac event or, or Google events or whatnot, where they'll they're like typing about it. As right, it's going right, on, right, right. Yeah, they'll do the same thing, but it'll be someone that's you know speaks natively both languages and right, can easily right. type it out for you. Cool, awesome! I can't even imagine translating something that quick. That just that's <laughs> all right. In an ESO news, the guild has been clearing zones of sky shards and world bosses and being led off cliffs by Kenny. MFN activities happen each week and involve either zone clears, daily dungeon runs, and or public dungeon clears. Next week, they'll be focusing on cleaning a couple of public dungeons. If you play ESO on the new Xbox or PlayStation on June 8th, the console-enhanced modes will be released. The updates provide improvements um, to reflections, textures, draw distances, and more, while giving the opportunity or options to select between um, performance and fidelity modes. Awesome. 
And in Star Trek Online news, STO is running the following events. Tholi in Trouble, a new event from May 4th to May 25th. This event hosts two updated TFOs and rewards a new universal console that you can equip on any ship. There's a bonus Dilithium event. Earn bonus Dilithium until May 4th. This is an in-game currency that can be used to purchase in-game items or traded for Zen, which is STO's real-life currency. The galaxy goes to red alert until May 4th, which is a two-week-long event. If you complete 10 days of participation, you'll earn specialization point, an ultimate tech upgrade, and an experimental ship upgrade. Uh, command the Jovian Heavy Raider, a new top-tier ship is added to the Infinity Lockbox. Command the Quijian Pilot Escort, a new top-tier ship added to the Angel's Wake Lockbox. And the Delta Recruitment event until May 13th on PC and from May 13th to June 10th on consoles. This event allows newly created characters to become Delta Recruits, a special type of character that rewards various in-game items for completing in-game challenges such as leveling or joining a fleet. Some of the rewards can be collected on any characters attached to the account. And the hosts of Fleet Action Report are inviting anyone and everyone to join them in-game on Monday nights after their show ends. They're planning on running TFOs that are attached to any current events. If there are no current events, they will run whichever TFOs captains are needing. All this and more will be discussed on the Fleet Action Report live stream, which is 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday night. Tune in. Over in Guild Wars 2, the monthly dungeon and more has a set schedule, the second Friday of the month. So that means the next Dungeon and More Night is May 14th. Uh, there are actually a couple of fun and exciting game things happening right now. Uh, we have a link in the show notes to the Guild Wars 2 Live Summer 2021. Starting May 25th, a Living World episodes will be in the spotlight chronologically. Episodes are free to unlock during this their spotlight week, and we'll update them with new achievements. They'll update them. Uh, Complete all the new Living World uh, Season 2 and 3 achievements to earn a voucher for Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons Precursor Weapon. When the expansion launches, you can redeem it and begin crafting your very own third-generation legendary weapon. And I, I believe the big deal about this, it's its all the old Living World stuff that, like, it used to be, like, when it happened, that was it. It was gone. Yeah. So it's kind of neat that they're bringing it back real quick. So if you missed any of those, you probably want to pay attention during these, this stuff. Awesome. All right, and in Lotro, uh, the 14th anniversary event runs April 21st through May 11th, um, and we'll probably get some more information on that next show. Mm-hmm. Actually, a wrap-up then on that. A wrap-up of it, yeah. A uh, wrap-up, yep. All right, and with that, let's go ahead and give a chat about what's been going on in and out of game. Um, We're going to go ahead and start with Mew. What are you up to, my Ooh. friend? Uh, a few things. Uh, so... Definitely a lot, a lot, uh, pretty much all my time that's, you know, MMOing time has been Final Fantasy fourteen. I occasionally uh, duck my head in to help with killing things in WoW, but it's definitely rarer now. Um, uh, it's interesting just seeing, you know, Furt just plow through stuff now. <laughs> um, so, um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only time I spend in WoW anymore is I just duck in to do some social gaming and then we're done. Yeah. Um uh currently working on the last the last boss still for the uh current raid tier in Final Fantasy 14. Uh they have all kinds of stuff going on there like the the feats thing, the the fates but they call it or fates or how, how it is it sits. Fates. Yeah, that that could be. Um but uh, yeah, those are always fun to do because it's 
they're real simple events um, that do silly things, and you get fun prizes for them, like mounts and pets and all kinds of other fun stuff. So, it's, you know, real simple to do. And uh, outside of that, um, a, a game came out this week called uh, Near Replicant. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. I actually did play the original on the PS3. Um, I didn't finish it, though, because it was all kinds of other stuff going on at the time. But <laughs> but uh, it's still, it still is weird to have Illidan yelling at me from a book. Right? So, <laughs> right? Yeah. So... Because this that game came out in 2010, mm-hmm. um, so he was probably still doing stuff for WoW. I imagine is that about, voice of right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yep. I don't know when did PC end. Uh, after, after that, because I I thought I don't know well, the game came, the game came out 2005. So that would it would the PC would still been doing stuff five years later. One second. Um, well, no, no, because Wrath came out in November 2008. Yeah. Okay, so so yeah, maybe he wasn't, yeah. So this would have yeah. been after he was Illidan. Yep. Yep. So, so Illidan was trapped in a book temporarily. <laughs> um, well, you know, he had 99 problems, and that was just one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's that's been a fun game. I, I like what they've done with it. They have essentially near automatized the near. So it, it plays just like it. It's a, a whole lot more smoother. Um, it still has all of the, you know, the way things are done um, uh, uh, from games from back then, from 11 years ago. Um, so you still have to go to, you know, find your save points and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it's just nice to have that smoother experience. And, of course, the, you know, definitely looks a lot better. Um, and, and I was playing it on, on the PS5. So, it, it you know, it does a little bit of upscaling, too. So it's, you know, it was real nice, real smooth. Um yeah, it was just fun to play. Uh, you know, it's it's of course a very bleak game, and you can just tell some bad stuff's coming. It's definitely one of those. Oh, I have a bad feeling about this kind of game. <laughs> yeah, um, I have a then... feeling like in Final Fantasy fourteen with that. Anytime they put a uh, Popito in the cutscene, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is gonna be bad. Well, the the uh, it was kind of funny. I saw a meme yesterday that was kind of sums it all up. It's you know whenever you're in a cutscene uh, with one of your favorite Scion characters and you hear the song "Answer" start to play, you're yep. like, "Whoops, time to say goodbye." <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so so yeah, um, so a bit of time there. Uh, uh, still uh, running around in Outsiders. Um, still, that's a still fun one to play. Still kind of experimenting with things. I'm. I definitely still need to go down the survival tree. I haven't gotten to the point where I can start delving into the other trees because things are so still squishy. Tough. Well, yeah, it's it's because it's, it's a trickster. Trickster is kind of an, a weird place because you're not tanky, mm-hmm. but you're expected to do things in melee range. Got it. Okay, but they so just also like, kind of like a rogue would be where you're expected yes. to do close DPS, but you're yeah. you're you're a, you're a little bit of a glass cannon, but. Last cannon that you have to kind of like dodge out and in and out and in and out and in. And right. they give you like time slow and other things to be able to teleport in, teleport out. Yep. Because um, I just, I saw they did some, in the most recent patch, they did some buffs for Trickster. It could be. I don't know. I've, and, and I don't know if I'm even using the abilities that they, they buffed or not. Because uh, I kind of have my little set, set um, you know, I haven't even, like, I just unlocked the last ability and I haven't used it at all yet. It's okay. the Rift. Right. That 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 one's the one I think they buffed. Um, Possibly, but yeah. I I just haven't had a, a, a desire to use it yet. I might you <laughs> know play with it, but like the, the I have like I have my bullet enhancer. I have the 
the bubble of slow and I have the shield me and let me teleport back if I get the trouble button. Right. So, That's a good button. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. And, and the, what I love that the, the, the little enhancements or what are our mods or whatever to you, you put on your clothing actually enhance your abilities. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the, the enhancements for the guns are to actually help everything else out. Right. So that's yeah. just, I, I love that. So I have all of this stuff unlocked to, to kind of enhance my ability. So I have like, you know, this, this one makes my shield even beefier when I use it. This mm-hmm. one um, makes me hit harder when the shield's up. This one speeds up how how long it takes the shield to you know to come back and to recharge. So, yeah, yeah. And you know, this one makes uh, anyone that comes into my safe bubble uh, weak, gives them the weakness. So right. that makes them nice and squishy. And then you can play but, off uh, that with weapons that say if the enemy is affected by weakness, they take more damage. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I really like about Outriders is the. You can come up with almost any build, like for mine, because I'm playing the Technomancer, um, which is all gadget based. Um, everything I have is around the turret doing cold damage. Mm-hmm. So anything I take either is enhancing the damage it does while the enemies are affected by cold or puts a slow on them if they're affected by cold. Um, but then, like all my other powers, everything else is beefing up the damage it do- the turret does based mm-hmm. on how much anomaly power I have and how much firepower I have. And so, like everything is built around that turret has taken down more bosses than I have. Like it's just nice. No, it's it's like it's one of those things. Like here, let me look around the corner. Throw the turret around the corner. Oh yeah, that's where they are. Okay, sniper gun. Tink. You know, yeah. Just, so that's probably my next class because oh, I, I also so I fun. Think they have grenades too, don't they? Yes, and and I use them. I use them as either early warning symbols or landmines. So like, if there's two paths you could come out, I'll throw the turret down one path and throw a mine down the other path. And then there are certain abilities that give you more minds. Um, right now, my third ability <laughs> is the, um, the rocket launcher. And yeah, so, yeah, well, I've used that because it also interrupts when the bosses do the charge up ability. Nice. Yeah. So I get it. So it has extra missiles so that I can just time it. So the boss is doing the charge up ability hit it and I'm using the grenade on one side as my early warning system and the turret telling me where the snipers are on the other side. So yeah. 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 Cause that's, that, there's been so many times when like, I wish I had a grenade. I wish I had a grenade. What, what? Mm-hmm. They have grenades. They're throwing grenades at me. Why can't I throw one back? <laughs> exactly. No, it's, but, yep. uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's such a, a, an interesting game that I can see the, you know, the depth can definitely get big, bigger, the deeper I get in. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just ha- having the time to sit down because, you know, it's one of those games that's like, you know, if you don't do things just right, you're going to be redoing everything you just did for the last half hour. So right, yeah. right. But but so. it also it also allows you to, um, because everything is instance, like you can do one mission, and then it. You're right. If you don't continue, then when you come back to the game, like if your next mission is two two areas beyond, then you've got to clear those two areas again. Um, but Usually, what I did was I clear from travel flag to travel flag. Well, what I do, and then what I usually fine. come up against is it's like I'm doing like a, a special mission, and there's there's usually two different zones, so you have to clear right. an entire zone out, 
and then you have to then the next zone is the boss and well if the boss takes you out then you're gonna have to go through and clear everything right, else yeah. again and then do the boss again there, then there's not a save point in the middle yeah so it's so and that's, that's the thing is it, i mean it's probably a good thing but like every boss has a different style and you don't oh, know yeah, what they do gonna be yeah, it's like either like like i come across bosses that like will basically like run in your face or get behind you because yeah. they want to distract you while all their minions are hitting you from the back um, or the so worst like, one is when you're hiding behind something and they lob that grenade that pulls mm-hmm. you to them and you're like wait a minute i was over oh, there i was fair. no i was safe yeah. over there uh-huh. i was yeah, safe from- <laughs> yeah no yeah, but exactly. Even better is when they is when they throw the grenade to get you out of your safe place, and they have three snipers waiting. So you're oh, yeah. at your spot, and you're pop, 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 and oh, okay, I guess I'm gone now. <laughs> so, wow. So that's yeah. like it's 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 just interesting to see actual like AI tactics, and right. they they will ratchet it up depending on what your world level uh, level is too. So like I've I've noticed every now and then like sometimes I will have to back it down a level just because like they have they're too good like they yeah they're yeah. predicting where I'm going to go they're like it's just they're they're like you can almost feel like you're being herded somewhere yes and then suddenly you're dead like they, they're they're it's amazing the stuff that they put in there so you know they, yeah they they did a pretty good job it's it's unfortunate that the the loot bug has kept so many people away but I'm hoping that you know people will come back and now that things are fixed and you know yeah, try see, it I've, out I finished it with no loot bug so well yeah but you don't co-op that's probably why oh this is true I soloed the yeah I soloed it to the end and. uh it was a it was a co-op bug. So if you joined gotcha. a co-op lobby, the co-op lobby wasn't holding on to the loot correctly, and then it wasn't releasing your loot when you went back to solo. Oh, that's wow. Ooh, so yeah. that was the problem: is it wasn't letting you disconnect from that co-op. It was leaving you in that weird little spot, mm-hmm. and it wasn't letting you get back to it. And it wasn't. It was basically either you, if you were lucky, you came back to a, basically a naked character. If you were unlucky, you couldn't even log into the character. Oh, so, oh wow! Okay. So they did finally <laughs> fix that, but yeah, that's not good. Yeah, like anyone that was playing solo was fine, but yeah, it was definitely affecting the co-ops, so. And I see Seema is channeling the WoW developers in chat and says, well, who wants right? loot anyway? Yeah, we'll get to that rant later, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see, that's part of the question. Okay, there's the thought yeah. to make for that rant. <laughs> but then, uh, and then to to transition away from Outriders, uh, I did also spend some time in Fallout 76 because they had a big update. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, some some quality of life stuff, um, and one of the interesting things that I've kind of been waiting for is the uh, the specials loadout. They right. finally put that in the game. But so it's you can save different. your loadouts? Yeah, but it's different than I was expecting. And I, ca- I kind of see why they did it the way they did it. So, like, there's already been mods out that let you save out save your specials loadout. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's you just go to the special screen and pick this loadout and you're done. Well, they decided to do it a different way. So... They actually created an, an object in game called the specials let up punch cards uh, system. Mm-hmm. Right. So you go up and punch in and then you can pick which one you want to do and change it and whatnot. So they don't want you changing it on the fly, basically, is why they did. It OK. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, so then so, what they've done is you can craft one in your own um, uh, your own uh, camp, of course. But then they put some in some major areas like um, I, I think it's like, you know, near trains and in any big cities. So, you know, they. You know, they made it fairly convenient, but it's still an interesting, like, you can tell they're doing something on purpose. Yeah. So. They don't want to force you into the play style of needing this loadout to solve this puzzle. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know that that's a bad thing. Like, I actually, like, you know, probably a year or two ago, I did actually tinker with that mod just to see what it was like. And it was nice to be able to say, 
okay, uh, um, I'm in, in my sniper mode. Okay, I can't snipe anymore. Click. Okay, now I'm in shotgun mode and run up and do a shotgun. Which right. I can see why they wouldn't know that because that's probably yeah. a little overpowered to be able to just click a button and suddenly everything switches over and you're super powerful with your shotgun as opposed to your sniper or right. your melee or whatever. So, yeah, you know, I understand it. I understand they're trying to make things you know somewhat fair. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, with this being technically a PvP able game, um, right? But yeah. Uh, but sense. yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I, and, and, and I'm, I'm interested to see what the community thinks of it af- after it's had a time to play with it for a while. Gotcha. Awesome. But, uh, but uh, and also, of course, they have a new scorecard, scoreboard. You know, the board game thing they do um, with new goodies to collect. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was interesting. I didn't have enough time to jump into it because you know this week was just full of other things. So <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's it's different. We're still in a just. There's too many games out. There's too many good games out right now. Like. I eventually want to get back. Which is not a bad thing, thank God. It's not definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I I haven't even touched Cyberpunk. I want to try that out. Oh. I mean, they they finally put some patches in, so I'm curious if they fixed all the horrible stuff that they did. Right, right. But uh, you know, but I was kind of looking forward to that game, and you know, there's just a long list of other stuff. uh, You know, PS5 games I haven't even touched. I still haven't finished the Final Fantasy VII remake, and they're supposed to be coming out with 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 part two. Out with that, yeah. Well, not part two. This is the um the bonus uh with yuffie right so that's that's not that's just the a little bonus that they're giving to the ps5 users and that's supposed to be coming out i think in a a week or two so i have that and i haven't even gotten to the point where i can probably even play that yet (laughs) because i haven't finished regular seven so yeah definitely too much not enough time too many games to play yep awesome all right so tut what games have you been playing uh what he no i'm just kidding (laughs) right right so, um, basically, WoW is is WoW is on hiatus for me, other than raiding because I've got all four characters through all the covenants, so they can't really do much. Um, the increased anima did help. I got all my systems on Tet, my main character, to. Uh, level three, but now the next level four for the Abomination Factory is 12,000 anima, and then level five is 15,000 anima. And I kind of did a, I kind of burned myself out just a little bit, just with the increased anima. I just kind of went for it and said, all right, I want to get everything tier three because that unlocked the most anima bonus you could get um, if you had all four unlocked on that character. So I've got the bonuses, which is nice because like a normal good um, world quest, like if you got one of the difficult areas, it was the 250 that required the group. Well, now Mm -hmm. the daily ones um, can get you up to 240 that are still soloable. So, you know, it's a lot more, it's a lot more reasonable, but it's still, there's still a lot of stuff in there. And I have done those, dailies to death Mm -hmm. um so i just needed a break so thankfully sotor came in with its galactic (laughs) seasons speaking of of more grinding but in an interesting way like i had not done much galactic starfighter or um pvp matches in sotor at all uh mainly because i played a tank character and it wasn't you know it wasn't that fun to to play on the tank character but um I have found, at least in the games I've played recently, that my trooper 
the tactics trooper is really good at single target. So if I can lock onto somebody, I can usually help burn them down and, and keep them stunned or locked down to where they can't get out of the area. Um, so, uh, the, the galactic seasons when it's, when it started came in and you had two weeklies. Well, you can re-roll one of them if you don't like it, but there's no guarantee you won't get the same one you just got. Um, but there's enough of them that that generally doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But the two weeks, like the two weeklies I got were complete three unranked PvP matches and complete four unranked Galactic Starfighter matches. I'm like, really double PvP? God. <laughs> okay, so you know, and it was it was it was a good learning experience. But you know, and thankfully, like that day, the weekly uh, the dailies I got were participate in an unranked PvP match and participate in a Galactic Starfighter. So it's like, <laughs> okay, obviously the game wants me to play PvP. Yeah. So right, I'll right. try it. And um thankfully I got so you remember in WoW what was it? Was it Warlords? Um the remember the map where it had the three capture points and you had to hold two of them? Mm-hmm. The prison, I forget what the prison was called, um, but they oh, yeah, ha- yeah. they have that map on um, Sotor, but it's condensed. Like you can literally see you're capturing one. No, it wasn't Erethi Base and Sema. It was um, it was the, pr- the T. Yeah, it was the prison with the raid in it that was on an island. Yeah, and you went underneath. You yeah, once you won it, you unlocked it and went underneath it. Um, uh, and I think this was, I think it was, it wasn't Warlords, it was uh, Cataclysm. That's that, right, yeah. That, yeah, it was like a little island. It was, an, it was an island one, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's basically you're capturing a turbo laser, and then once you've captured that turbo laser, it turns on the other side, and you basically want to get them to 0%. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Seema, the Isle of I PvP. Love- <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so so but it was fun learning the map and it was a whole consistent of you know like if you throw all your resources at one they're just going to go take the other two so you kind of have to split your teams up but do it strategically to know okay this team isn't trying to capture this base but it's trying to keep them engaged on this base so you can go capture the other two bases mm-hmm. and um so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I played one game of Hutball and lost completely because that game I had no idea who had the ball uh, or what was going on. But but it was fun. So I got other as the as the week progressed. I got other dailies like you know go kill seventy five bugs on Balmora or go do three heroic missions on you know this. Um, and so it it coincided and. Um, was it the Isle of Conquest? It had a, it had an like an official name though. Yeah, I forget. We'll we'll come up with it. Uh, it'll it'll come to me as long as I stop thinking about it. So, but but what's nice is the Galactic Seasons. Uh, basically, you advance through each level. You get eight points. Well, the dailies give you three points each, so that's six. And then if you do the weekly, the weekly by itself is eight. Um, if you log in four times. Uh, to the game during the seven day period of the week, you get another eight points. Um, toll bread, toll bread. Thank you. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and so it was, 
it's been fun. It's kept me it's kept me engaged. I kind of like log in to see, okay, what do they want me to do? What do what they want me to do this week or this day? Um, along with the other, because I'm working the same eight characters through Conquest anyway mm-hmm. to build up tech fragments to get player power concept. I'm doing dailies that get me to player power. Right. Wow. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of that. Um, so it's allowed me to build up a set of uh, you know a bunch of tech fragments that I can go to the vendor on the fleet and I can buy the armor sets um that i want or wait for the special one on friday uh which costs half as many tech fragments um and pick that up um and that's on a year-long set schedule so um it's been fun i've been been outfitting characters and seeing how they change as i get set pieces and stuff like that uh i did finish outriders uh on the story i just played through on world level two whatever it was Every time it advanced me, I'm like, nope, going back. I just I yeah. want to see the story. Well, to you can go. turn that off too, so it doesn't yeah. advance you. I, I yeah, I think out. I have it off. Yeah, I have it off, but I for whatever reason I'm being mean to myself and I keep it like at the, at the highest if I can handle it, and if I can't handle it, then I'll back one down, and then I'll put it right back up after I take gotcha. care of whatever it was. That so was you get knocked down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I just yeah. I wanted to see the story. So I, yeah. I what I wanted to see is like, is this a good story? And what happens after the story? Is it going to keep my interest? Mm-hmm. Um, so the the after story, I won't spoil it because it kind of gives away the story. Um, but the after part is is interesting. Think of it almost as a mythic plus progression, but done well. Oh, okay. I was going to say because if it's mythic plus, then no, thank you. But if but it's, it's done well, maybe I'll be interested. Yeah, there's there's basically you you run the missions with solo or with other people, and then you advance the difficulty. It's more like Greater Rifts in Diablo. That's a better okay. It's, okay. That's a better that's, thing. So the harder it is, is the yeah. better reward you is. You know mm-hmm. how normally you get like, if you're lucky, you get a blue or two out of like the boss chest. Mm-hmm. No, no, you finish one of these and you get like ten items. Wow, okay. And they can be legendary on on down. So, yeah. I did get my first legendary, which I might have been the same one you had. Was it did, the first one you got? Was it one that like made lightning strike down? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It, which so, is yeah, really yeah. good if you're in melee, so. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, got no, through- I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I want to finish the story too, but yeah, for whatever reason, I'm making it harder on myself. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go back and play on the harder difficulty, but it was just one of those things where I, I just wanted to see the story and see what the end game was like to do it. Um, and then I promptly set that aside, um, you know, because I'd been playing through it, like, okay, I need a break. Uh, flipped over to Valheim, uh, you know, Viking Minecraft. And uh, I think I mentioned I got the first boss down, um, got into the Black Forest area, found my first copper thing, and then figured out tins along some rivers, so I found some tin things, and I could bring those back and make bronze, so I could make a new set of weapons. Um, I had a troll come demolish my base. Literally, yeah. mm-hmm. they attack your player-made structures if you're not careful. And I could not get rid of this thing. So finally, um, I realized I had enough flint. I went back to my main base, made fire arrows, 
upgraded my bow and basically kited it to death. Uh, so, uh, got it. It took like 15 minutes of run, 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 fire, 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 run, 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 fire, fire, fire. Wow. <laughs> you know, and just Thanks. basically there was this big meadow near the base. And so it was just a constant, like big path around this meadow. And he kept cheating and like making cuts. Cause I wasn't going wide enough. Um, but yeah, I finally got him down and you get like five troll hide skins off them, which then you can use with other materials to make, uh, there's a there's actually a four piece bonus four piece set with a bonus chest legs helmet and cape um with that uh skin so you want to collect more of it um but then i i realized great i've got raw copper i've got raw tin i don't have a smelter how do you make a smelter i the recipe didn't unlock so if i had stumbled across a uh tomb a burial chamber and I'm like, well, I just killed a troll. So obviously I've got to be able to handle whatever's in the burial chamber. That should be no problem. Um, went with an upgraded kite, sh- uh, upgraded shield. That's basically as big as a doorway I was going through. So it was literally like open the door, stick the shield in. Okay. Did anything hit the shield? No. Peel back the shield. Okay. What's in there? <laughs> and then advance through it. And I cleared it out and there are cores in there. And you need five cores, and you can basically make a smelter and another five cores, and you make a charcoal um, – uh, I forget what it's called, but it's kiln. Basically, it makes charcoal that you use to power the smelter, and then you can smelt the bronze and uh, the tin and the copper to make bronze bars. So, um, yeah, but I've been doing a lot of that solo because, as Max said, yeah, I need to come visit the the AIE server. But it's one of those things where they've unlocked so much that I don't want to spoil myself and get used mm-hmm. to this. Valheim has a really good progression system, I think, that you go at your pace. Like, you can stay in the meadow and, and get a lot of player power and stuff like that, um, and then go into the Black Forest and be better equipped to survive. Um, but then as you unlock stuff, you're like, oh, like there's trees in the meadow that are birch trees that you can't chop down because you don't have a strong enough axe. Well, you can make a bronze axe that can finally chop down the birch. So it gives you more options when you go back to the meadow or when you go through. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, as well as the story advancement when you're going through, I think they're, they're handling player power progression really well. And it's, it's fun. Um, and I just like building the bases and like, okay, this is like three quarters of a day journey in game. So I know I can make it there. Um, you know, uh, um, I haven't unlocked the portals yet. Um, I don't know if you have to kill the second boss to do that or whatever, but they basically let you teleport from one place to the other, except you can't carry the ore. So they didn't yeah. want to make the game easy mode. Um, so you still have to lug the, the ore over. So. But I've been having a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun in that. Um, okay, cert cores and fine wood. See, yeah, I don't have the 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 axe to do the fine wood yet. So, um, yeah, exactly. Um, but going back to Sotor, one thing I forgot is I ran the new Flashpoint. It's much easier than the previous Flashpoint that they released, which is way overtuned for the 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 fights they did, they also fixed a lot of that. So that's good. Um, the only thing 
and this is going to go into our rant later, so I'm just going to drop the the Easter egg here. The only thing I did not like is the story they're telling in SOTOR right now is self-sufficient. Sorry. That's not the right term. It's self-consistent for the character you're on. But it is not consistent for the story overall. If you zoom out from a character level, when -hmm. you show up to the new Flashpoint on a Republic character, the Empire's already there. When you show up to the new Flashpoint on an Empire character, the Republic's already there. Okay. So... It's consistent for your character. Mm-hmm. If you're playing a Republic character, the Imperial beats you there. If you're on the Imperial character, the Republic beats you there. But if you're, you know, zooming out and looking at the story overall, which is the canon version that they're going to say? Did the right, right? You know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're trying to look at, you know, all right, how am I going to use this later? Like. In your own mental, like okay, well, it depends on what what side you're on is how that world kind of changes. Well, but and that's that's one of the issues with I have with playing alts, like in WoW at least, the story's consistent. Um, you know the 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 timeline is consistent whether you're on the the Horde or the uh, Alliance side. The story that they tell about it is using a um un- <laughs> what is it called an untrustworthy narrator right right what what is that called it's yeah, not- yeah an unreliable narr- un- unreliable, unreliable it's yeah. using an unreliable narrator so the alliance version of the horde events or the horde version of the alliance events may be told differently but if you zoom out overall they're both consistent telling the same yeah. the mm-hmm. same thing and they are not doing that in sotor right now and it's kind of bugging me. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so I have, uh, I have more on, on that later, too. Okay, cool. But that's enough about me. McCullough, what have you been up yeah. to? Speaking of story, uh, story time. <laughs> rolling dice. Um, all right. Well, let's see what's going on. Um, we'll start with SOTOR since you're going on about SOTOR. And now we're going <laughs> to go ahead and talk about... Um, Star Wars role-playing game by FF uh, Fantasy Flight's game. Um, so yeah, um, last time because we we did skip last week, so everything that happened uh, was this week. We had um, well, we may have found the last Sith pure blood. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Um, she was nice. Um, <laughs> she was nice. She was actually. She was quite nice. Um. <laughs> And she had, um, we had saved a seed of an Umbara tree. And I don't know remember if this actually relates to Star Wars or not, or is our DM making stuff up. So, um, but basically, um, oh, it, it does exist. Yay. Well, no, that's a planet. Um, one moment. Yeah, I need, Umbara I, I is need... a planet. Right, right. So I want to see if it's actually... If the tree is actually <laughs> oh, and just just a note, Seema says it's even different from two Empire players because on the Empire, depending on when you're playing through the Alliance, who you sided with, Asina might be dead for one character, but she's the Empress for the other character. So even oh, on the wow. same faction, it's not yeah. 
globally consistent, it's character specific consistent. Right, right. So we had we had gotten the last of so yeah, it does not exist in Star Wars, which is fun. Um, the Anambara tree, which is basically you plant it and you're able to save the spirit of the of um fallen Sith. Okay. So we had rescued the last seed of it, and we actually it kind of helped us bring her back. Um, and then, um, well, a night sister and three uh, Death Morian um, Hellcats came in. That's not good. Night sisters <gasps> are not fun. They are not fun. Um, she was really good about not killing the whole base. As long as you know people didn't get in her way, she didn't kill them. Um, and all she wanted was the seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, of so, yeah. Um, so we had a lovely. Uh, we tried to battle her, um, and then um, our um, gadget here tried to ensnare her with a goo gun, mm-hmm. and got a critical failure. Failure. So a the goo gun. Yeah, yeah. I am um, despair is what it's called in Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah. Did he goo, um, goo himself? I take it. Yeah, let's no, say no, 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 not him. Oh, he did not goo himself. The party, oh, someone else. He gooed the two people in physical combat with her. Oh, of course he oh. did. Which was um, my friend Talia's character and my character, who are um, who are a married <laughs> couple. Uh, oh, <laughs> hence, hence the jokes about is this a a Star Wars game or a porno a porno. Oh. <laughs> Um, AIE after dark. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so she escaped. We um had messed up the entire operation on the planet. Um, which yeah, so they had to prepare to leave. The um Sith informed my character that you know she was you know they're taking basically she's being taken to the Republic. And whenever I want to talk about my upgrades, she's happy to help. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you touch holocron yeah, slash thetacrons. Yeah, 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 a Sith artifact. Um, then she's like, oh, and I heard them talking about your medical records. So I'm like, okay. Hey, droid, I need to see my medical records. They're classified. Excuse me? <laughs> They're classified. You need to go talk to the lieutenant. I'm like, okay, fine. Walk over. Okay. I need you to unclassify these. They have nothing to do with that. I don't know what you're talking about. Let, let's go get this cleared up. Yeah, no, they, they, they've they been sent to um, Republic personnel. They are classified. <laughs> like, wait, there are records. And it was both myself and our um, engineer, Goo Boy, um, who had also touched it. Goo right. Boy. Goo Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your medical records are classified from you. You, right. Yeah. Um. So of course, Goo Boy um, hacked into the system, and there's a Project Epsilon um, that has our records, and we have no idea what that is. That's not mm. good. It's not good. It's no. not good. I, I, um, yeah. I was actually going to say that I, I actually was reading an interesting article about um, uh, Sith and um, Jedi and the the afterlife. Uh huh. About how, how it was a big deal that the Jedi do the force ghost thing mm-hmm. but sith can't right and i thought that was very interesting yeah yeah 
that that's why you know that it helps explain the whole you know if you strike me down i'll be I'll you know, more powerful than you could possibly yeah. imagine right yeah i'll just send me that article that sounds really fun there's yeah. a there's a little bit of that in the when they wrap up the um the last flashpoint basically wrapped up in sotor the end of the emperor and it turned out that the original basically carved a Sith um, ceremony on his body so mm-hmm. that if his body was ever destroyed, it immediately leashed basically a force virus. Oh, wow. That took over the mind of whoever killed him uh, and then... Right, yeah, as Max said, there's yeah. very... So that, go- yeah, because I'm pretty sure that the, the old emperor um, in Swotor had a Sith, had a, had a force ghost. Well, but that's right. But but you basically end up fighting Valkorian, Vitiate, uh, and the emperor. Uh, basically, you fight three emperors, essentially, in the in the final fight, three the, the three different forms of him, and then you finally get rid of him for for good. But there's a little bit of that Sith you know, like Sith want to live on forever. Right, right. In there, so yeah. Uh, I'm sure they explained it a way of saying that, you know, the Force, uh, the Jedi Force ghosts are part of the Force. Part of the Force, exactly. Part of the living Force. So so they figured out how to keep their consciousness as part of it, but then the Sith are actually, like, self-contained, like, they've actually trapped themselves, and that's why they're still around, as that's what I'm guessing is probably part of it. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So that's your SOTOR game. Well, no, I actually yeah. was halfway through the story. Oh, oh wow. Half, no, no, no. Wow. A lot <laughs> happened over there. Yep. Um, so we got um, called off to a mission um, just to take some samples on a planet. You know, because you know, they're evacuating this planet. Go take samples on another planet that was attacked by a um, an Imperial bioweapon. And we had dealt with a um, medical facility that was making bioweapons previously and we had actually had gotten one of the last droids who had the information on the catalyst that was needed but evidently the um, Imperials also got that some of that information and they have developed a bioweapon that it was, it was intended to only kill non-humans right but we found out once going to this planet that Yes, anybody that survived was human, except for one Twi'lek. Um, but it killed quite a few humans as well. Hmm. So you um, have to, like, mix DNA or something? And I'm thinking that's a Twi'lek is, is probably... Because obviously we know Twi'lek and humans can, you know, mix DNA. Right. You know, we have, uh, you know, Hera's son, so... Right. Jason. Uh, call back to the old books. Um, so we know we know that's a possibility. So I'm assuming that's what the Twi'lek is. But um, they ended up, there was two survivors that weren't taken and another dozen were taken by the Imperials. So I'm certain we now have a new, mini- new mission uh, to get them. Um, but we know also that this bioweapon, we tried to stop it. Um, plus the person who seemed to be in charge of the operation was a Chiss female. Goo boy is Chiss. Um, so we know that there is actually a connection there. We kind of, cause we still have like kind of, you know, fun cutscenes scenes um, in game 
And last time we saw her, she was reviewing the security fo- footage and recognized him. Yeah. Also, she's why we now have bounties on our heads and two of us <laughs> have, you know, access Imperial records. And, oh, yeah, two of these people are actually known. They're former Imperials. They're just, you know, t- no, long- no longer deceased. They're now deserters. Go ahead and or defectors. Go ahead and up that bounty. So, yeah, so that was Sotor. So- so- wow, Sotor. <laughs> that was our Star Wars game. Um, Cthulhu, not much. Um, August 30th, 1990, or 1939. I'm sure it's all fine. Yep. Nothing wrong is going to happen. Nothing to see here. Move along. Nothing. Um, we're currently in Egypt, and we were actually given a vision quest. We... Um, I've been checking out some old ruins, actually back in Alexandria, which was where my character's mentor kind of said, okay, given hints that there's where they need to go. Of course, he's still missing. Um, we all know everyone's after his book, which I have on me at all times, his journals. Um, but we ended up going to Alexandria, or not Alexandria, um, Cairo. In Cairo, we met pretty much like a shaman, almost. Um uh, and he said, okay, you need to go here. You need to find the Anut. You need to basically follow the sun as it dies and goes to the underworld. And then you need to collect the spear from there or the disc from there. So, yeah, we are on. Yeah, we're literally in the Egyptian underworld. <laughs> it's not good. Not good. No. And, of course, our um, doctor's like, no, no, we're dreaming. And the rest of us are like, oh. But are we? <laughs> but are we? But Thor, are we also? Why did you do that, that crocodile thing? Because yeah, um, yeah, and the, yeah. So, and but the good thing is our souls were found to be in balance. That's good. Yeah. That is very good. Otherwise, we would have been devoured right there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So when we get done with this and get back on the boat to get back to Alexandria. I'm sure by then we'll find out exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's there. Unfortunately, though, those two games are probably going to be going on hiatus for a few months. Um, just due to um, our storyteller, he is currently um, in Virginia for work for training, and they're about to get. They're probably going to get roommates once they're done with quarantine. So, and you know, you don't want to try to run eight hours of gaming with a roommate that's just not nice no unless they're very very understanding and of course they are quarantined to the base they're yeah. they can't leave the base right even after you know their quarantine is up so it's not like you can go somewhere else yeah uh so that that's their um rose game we're doing candle keep uh the story is a price of beauty and we are at a well they're at the day spa from hell Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, someone went missing. He, um, and of course, due to Ben's very adorable, very simple um, Goliath ranger. Um, and he was also yeah, the plot point or the uh, the catalyst to get us to where we needed to be. Yeah. So sometimes we have a really great player who's playing a really under-intelligent character they know how to kind of nudge things along and make it real entertaining. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're at a day spa and something really weird's going on. 
Really weird. So says the water nymph. So says the water nymph who let us know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, shenanigans are afoot. Shena- yeah, shenanigans. Um, and for those that are familiar with Forgotten Realms and the Dritz Jordan books, you know, we happen to meet someone in the spa, you know, Jiraxel, mm-hmm. uh, which at that point, then as a player, I did a, I almost did a, spe- a spit take. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to fangirl here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Who is now currently regaling our bard with stories of adventure. Yes. Um, and let's see. Um, Dylan, Helen, and Inverness um, dealt with some really fun undead. Um, but that DM, also who shares the same name with the other DM who's traveling, um, he was traveling last week. So we actually did a little bit of um, our friend SJ's campaign because we switched off depending on what's going on. So we're kind of trying to solve that mystery. And while we were pl- waiting for people, that was fun. Our friend Dwayne put SJ and I through like this little five minute adventure thing. Hmm. And it was really neat. It was like, all right, so give, you know, do you want to do the town square adventure? Do you want to do this adventure or this adventure? Okay, town square, that sounds fun. All right, give me, give me a, a crime, like, mm, art heist. It's like, okay, well, so you're in trouble for an art heist and now you need to get out. <laughs> Great. And so you didn't have a character sheet, you didn't have anything. Right. It was rolling a six sider, mm-hmm. um, and depend. Oh, so you could have one thing from the PH. I'm like, okay, fine, thank you. I would like um lock picks. <laughs> and SJ chose a rope. Um, I was like, okay, and you have a bag of holding, but there's good things and bad things in there. Oh, kind of like a deck of many things. Exactly. So you roll the number, and then you roll high or low, and that's if it's good or bad. So. We, we, you know, got out. We use, you know, um, alchemist fire for a distraction. Um, Eyes of charming to get us out. Um, what's the bad things? Um, literally, there is something that, you know, is an imp that comes out, but we really use that as a distraction. <laughs> uh, we did actually really good with the, with the um, things from the bag of holding. Uh, but it was funny because I'm like, oh, my God, how do, how do I do this? How do I do this? I'm like, oh, wait, what character would be in trouble for an art heist? All right. So I went into <laughs> Sasha mode. Right. And it was so funny about like a minute into it. Sounds like if I ever need to pull off a crime, I'm going to talk to Heather. I'm like, I just had to get in the right mindset. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. Exactly. Uh, so that's what I what's not what I've been doing with a uh, dice and pen and paper lately. Well, no pen and paper. Li- I mean, you know, dice and a computer screen and. Right. D&D Beyond Roll20 and Fantasy Ground. Awesome. Very cool. <clears throat> All right, Tech, go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> All right. Well, do we have enough time to go through it or do we want to save it for another discussion? I don't know. You, I, I think if we um don't get too ranty, <laughs> have you know. met do you, us? Do we get too ranty? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about this? We'll just simplify it down. What's yeah. the one thing in the games that you've played lately that has enhanced your ability to enjoy the story? Hmm. Well, I think for me, mm-hmm. 
when it comes to now sometimes the system with um, the Star Wars FFG can be very confusing um, because you have opposing dice right? and sometimes it doesn't matter how many dice you have those opposing dice still screw you over mm-hmm. but something I love is you get experience every session okay and that experience is then used to either bump your stats or, much like a lot of games, you have talent traits. Okay. So, I'm sorry, not your stats, your skills, excuse me. Right. Um, so, you can then spend those points on your talent, on your, on the talent trees to, um, you know, kind of keep going on there, getting better at what, you, what your core character does. Right. Um, because at the end of each talent tree is the ability to increase a stat, and that's the only way you can do it. Gotcha. Um, or again, you can use it to increase your skills, which is really useful because you know what up through that maybe through that session you're like, wow, that it would be really great if one of us had that skill. Right. Yeah. So, like for me, um. I knew my character was, you know, former Imperial. Sometimes you got to pretend to be Imperial. Right. But my character is written, you know, is, you know, follows orders, all that. You can't pretend to be a former Imperial if you're lying straight face to somebody unless you have deception. Yeah. No, 100%. So after, like, we held the dead, I'm like, okay, I'm going to dump some points into there. Um, so I like that ability. It's almost like instant gratification. And almost it's learning, you know, what are we going to need? What's useful? I'm going to take that. Or, hey, I'm really focusing on who my character is at the core. Right. Um, and then, of course, like for me now, because I have, do have the, the foreign sensitive, I'm trying to balance the pilot and the foreign sensitive. But the great thing is you don't use the pilot that that much. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives me something else to focus on. Right. Um, that is actually going to be a little more beneficial with a lot of things that we deal with. Gotcha. So yeah, I like insecure gratification there. It's fun. Cool. <laughs> what about you, Mew? Well, I'm trying to decide between the two things. I guess I'll, I'll kind of leave it up to you, too. Do you want loot or do you want story? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I always love I love always love story. Yeah. So, because I can, I can, I can see either one of those for this topic, and so for story, um, it was kind of something we were touching on a little bit earlier. But it's it's how the story is given to you. It, it will will you know make or break it. So right. So you know, for example, you know, with, with WoW, it's it's the you are kind of a yeah, you're in the story, but you're almost like a spectator. Like up until recently, even you weren't even the hero of the story. You were just there while the heroes would swoop in and finish things off. Like you would do all the hard work and they would come in and they'd take the kill, kill steal. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and the first time they finally let you be like the important part of things was for the Nazoth fight. And you just stood up and beamed them and you were done. And that was it. Right. Like, (laughs) it's like, Oh yeah, you get to be the star. Okay. You're done. Go, go over there now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, it's it they're 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 I think they're finally warming up to the idea. So then you have your Final Fantasy 14 where you are integral to the story. Like yeah. 
Mm-hmm. The story the revolves that, around you. Yes, quite literally. Like if you are not there, you are the catalyst for every single thing that's going on in the story. Yeah. And they make you feel that, like you feel you feel powerful, you feel important. You're not just, you know, also also ran. Yeah. And so like because of that, like, you know, I've I've enjoyed the WoW story, but again, it's just I'm I'm kind of like a a um a tourist in that story. So that's that's the thing is you have tourist mode and then you have well I'm actually here I'm like a part of it and then you have you know looking over at the near side of things where it's very much that the story is already laid out you're just kind of you know you you are the main character but like it's it's pretty much a set path like like destiny or whatever so right. it's kind of a different way of doing it um and then you have the the Fallout seventy six method of story is what you discover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like it's all out there, but it's it's it'll stay there until you unearth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like you're not forced. To, you're not you're not stuck on rails. It's just I'm going to run off in this direction, see what happens. I'm going to run off this direction, see what happens. Like it's it's you know that that definitely makes or breaks that game. Like uh, in the very beginning, Fallout seventy six kind of fell flat on that because people were so used to having things fed to them that when you gave them an open world and said okay. There's no humans alive. You can find some after effects. That's about it. But uh, have fun. Go yeah. Do stuff. And they got lost. Yeah, they got lost. <laughs> so, so they finally had to put some uh, a few rails. Like you don't you don't have to jump on the rails if you don't want to. But there's some nice nice roller coaster rails you can hop on and and you know go down a bit. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, it's it's that right there is is the part that makes or breaks games for me is is how they treat the story and yeah. how they involve you in the story. Yeah. And I'm going to piggyback off that with Outriders because I think that's the the right now because it is a single player game um for the for the the way I play it. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think this even gets into into co-op because they're not because you can have so many different um, levels of difficulty in the game. What's completely broken at my the level I'm playing through may completely fall flat on its face at a higher level. Yeah. So it the game allows you to figure out where your strengths and weaknesses are and then design your gameplay to overcome that mm-hmm. um, while telling a good story. And yeah. I think that's the big thing because, you know, as you said, as you're going through the story, in the different areas, you face different challenges. This boss is a melee boss. This boss is a, uh, you know, is a ranged boss. This boss uh, is heavily focused in the magic area. This boss is, face, you know, heavily focused in physical damage um, while, you know, everything else is going on. And then once you get into the co-op, um, like my character, I would ch- probably change my turret. One of the abilities you can get on the turret is anyone near the turret will get healed the amount, uh, you know, a certain percentage of the amount of damage it does if they're mm-hmm. within a certain distance of the turret. I think it's like 30 yards of the turret. So instead of just strategically throwing it out there as a detect where the enemies are it's more of okay we're attacking that point we're hunkered down here throw the turret in so they're receiving the healing while it's doing the damage you know um 
but what's interesting is the the gameplay of the story doesn't affect or the gameplay the mechanics of the gameplay doesn't affect the story that's being told you're still an altered regardless of how you're using those powers in the you know forwarding of the of the story like if you kill the boss a certain way it doesn't matter the boss is dead you know regardless of how you killed him what killed him you know the story advances so yeah. from that you know it's a very linear um it's a very linear story but the gameplay is fun because they give you the choices they give you much like star wars there is so much loot coming at you it gives you the ability to customize your character and how it plays in the game so that you can enjoy the story if that makes sense yeah as opposed to i'm having to advance the story to unlock things so that my character can be more powerful which is which is where you know wow and the renown and the covenants all kind of ended up where it's like you had to advance the story, but it didn't necessarily give you direct player power or even help you with player power. Like, you know, you could still have the covenant um, partially done as long as you got to the end of the conduits, you know, and then got the right conduits from doing the content you're on and, and that sort of thing. And it really didn't affect the story. Like, you know, so it's weird. There's there's a disconnect there. Yeah, so. it's, it's basically what it boils down to is, wow, gameplay first. Final Fantasy XIV, story first. Yep. Outriders, loot first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. So, it, it's fun. And and it's, it's nice. Um... Oh, Lord. That is not the message you want to get at the end of the podcast. One of our friends. Okay, so I caved. What do I need to do to get into WoW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, No, 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 no. Context. She started, got on the dating app today. She's already frustrated, and she just messaged me and said, so, hey, what if I just uh, used WoW and, um, you know, see if I can meet someone there? (laughs) So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said 14. I know of some really amazing <laughs> relationships, but I also there's some shit I need some brain bleach for. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, what we're saying is story first. Go play yeah. Final Fantasy <laughs> fourteen. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, yeah. Now it's it's like me said. The nice thing is, if WoW isn't your style, it's not the only game in town right now. There's other MMOs if you enjoy doing multiplayer content. There's other co-op games if you enjoy that. And there's good single-player content as well um, if you just want to go through that. So find your happiness, find a game you enjoy, and play it. There's no right or wrong answer as long as your gameplay style doesn't impact other players. If you're going to play a tank... Learn to use your defensive cooldowns. If you're going to play a healer, know what you you know, know who you need to heal. That sort of thing. If you're DPS, pull what the the tank or the leader of the group says to pull and focus on that sort of thing. Don't just oh, I'm playing the game my way because you're impacting other people. Other people, yeah, yeah. You don't play myself. It's not a single person game. You actually need to kind of follow the 
Exactly. Yeah. So, but I think that's that's good yeah. for the show. All right. So I've got semi rant. Um, all right. And that is our show for tonight. While the chat room begins ranting titles, I mean suggesting titles. We want to thank us for joining us. Yay, us. Yay, us. Y'all know where to find us and Ted's about to tell you where. Yep. And we need to edit the template to get rid of that. All right. <clears throat> if you have a question or comment about the show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room, play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream. And our Discord server for chat is aie-guild.info slash Discord, all lowercase. For past episodes, you can see them on YouTube channel. Uh, go to youtube.com slash c slash the AIE podcast. And our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys of Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. And normally this is where we would play the member segments for this week. Uh, we haven't gotten any this time around, but uh, we have room for you. Uh, especially, you know, it doesn't have to be WoW. I'd love to hear some segments about Final Fantasy XIV or Outriders or what crazy things you're doing in Valheim. But uh, yeah, send them in. Can okay. they send in rants? <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> or just or just let us know you want to be on the show. They'll be ranting. All right. Yeah. All the rants. All the rants. Um, all right. Next time, we're going to talk about Mail Lung, about Lotrar. So until then, AIE, this is Makala. This is Tetsemi. And this is Mikhail. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>